Opposition leader to the president of Belarus flees the country. A U.S. court in Washington, D.C. summons the crown prince of Saudi Arabia to face a lawsuit. The German foreign minister expresses frustration over possible U.S. sanctions regarding a pipeline with Russia. And Putin says his country has created a vaccine, which he tested on his own daughter. This is the world at large, and we are politics. 1001. Politics 1001 The world at large mm -hmm. Alright folks, welcome to another episode of the renowned podcast, The World at Large. Today, I have Josh here, ready to tell me about the election in Belarus. Yes, I am here to do exactly that, Ian. So, yeah. if you guys didn't know, there was an election held in Belarus, um, just actually a little bit, not too long ago. And this election had some rather controversial results, shall we say, <laughs> as we like to use the word. And yes, we do. The issue with this election is that the main president of Belarus, the current one, Alexander Lukashenko, kind of won with 80% of the vote. And you might be thinking, well, it's democracy. If he won 80% of the vote, it's 80% of the vote, right? Good, for him, good for him. But the issue is that he is kind of known in Europe as the last dictator of the entire continent. Oh. And so because of that, he might have melt rigged the election. That's a an bit. unfortunate title to have. Yeah, it's, it's probably, it's not a good look. <laughs> so the current, the opposition leader, Slevtlada Tchankskuskaya, the, she's, she's the leader. Let us of know if he botched that. Yeah, please do. And the, she is the opposition leader, and she has fled the country because after the election was held and, uh, Lukashenko won with 8% of the vote, riots broke out across Belarus, including the capital Minsk and around there as well. Right, so, and you even see some protests in other countries, not in Belarus as well. I'm um, all protesting this election, which everyone sees as fraudulent, um, who is protesting, that is. And so she won less than 20% of the vote, according to official reports released by the Belarusian government. And she fled because she believes it will provide her kids, um, as well as herself, safety. Mm -hmm. uh, because what's going on is that these, these are not just protests. These are legitimate violent riots that are going on. And the, the police and the civilians are clashing. And, there's a lot of, a lot of, let's say, it's not very nice to be protesting Belarus. This is no, this is no peaceful protest seat in Washington over, um, taxes. Over taxes, yeah. I mean, this is, this is a issue that is really serious to the people, and they're angry, and they're trying to, well, make their voice heard, and they think that only through violence is this going to be seen. And so, this is something that is, that has been going on for two days now, and so, Tehankuskaya fled to, Lithuania, um, this like the closest country she could find with her kids to mm -hmm. seek refuge, and she said that she's much safer there now. She's fine, but and she said that these violent uh, protests going on in Belarus should not be happening. She said she's calling on the people to stop. Um, that it's not it's not going to solve anything. That rioting just makes things worse and it destroys stuff. And so she backed down. So she's backing down, yeah. And so Lukashenko uh, has called has said that all these people are just drones and that they're they're protesting for no reason, that they're just doing it because they're controlled by outside sources and they don't even know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. That's what Lukashenko said. And before leaving the country, Tikuskaya 
Hankushkaya released a statement <laughs> via Twitter, and she said, and I quote, I thought this campaign had really steeled me and given me so much strength that I could cope with anything. But I guess I'm still the same weak woman that I was. Oh. Yeah. So some little some background. Um she so her her dad is actually arrested by Belarusian authorities, and so she was kind of avenging him in a way by running for election trying to get rid of Lukashenko. And so this is obviously didn't work out for her very well. She got less than 20% of the vote, so we say, and she is definitely in a bad situation. She's really not even in, she's in Lithuania because she does not feel comfortable in the country of Belarus itself. And countries like, so Poland, for example, has called for an investigation into the election because they don't trust President Lukashenko. Poland believes that this election was rigged, that he just said he won with 80% of the vote, which they find unlikely because, well, candidates very rarely win with 80% of the vote yeah. um, to begin with. And so that that is something Poland is doing. And so you, you do see this tension kind of going on. President Vladimir Putin went to, he, he congratulated the Belarusian president on his, on, on his victory in the election. Um, mm. But what is going on is that Belarus and Russia kind of, they haven't been getting along lately very much. Um, mm. Although everyone thinks that Belarus is the puppet of Russia, Belarus has kind of been pushing back against that. Lukashenko, really? he's, not, he's not the biggest fan of Putin. Oh. He wants to be his own man. Oh, He does not want Putin pushing him around. Mm-mm. Wants to be independent, strong, independent Belarus is mm-hmm. what Lukashenko wants, and so maybe Putin is just trying to be nice to Lukashenko. Congratulations, Mister mm-hmm. Lukashenko, mm-hmm. you are very good president. Oh, thank you, thank you. And I'll be my puppet at the beginning. And so, <laughs> um, so maybe that's what's going on. It's kind of hard to tell, but um, nevertheless, everyone around Belarus, Poland, the Baltic states, Ukraine—they're all not very big fans of Lukashenko, and they're also not big fans of Putin either. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, not the best situation for him, but nevertheless, it is very, I wouldn't say sad, but, well, that statement was a little sad that she released, but, um, it looks like she's just admitting defeat, but pulls at the, the overall premise of not being able to have fair elections, I take that for granted in some countries. Right. So definitely. Yeah. I mean, with that, you know, hopefully she deals with her exile issues, but, mm-hmm. um, in the meantime, I think. To make us feel a little bit better, we're going to talk about Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. It always <laughs> makes me feel better. Warms my heart. Yeah. It so, really does. So, Ian, if you remember, a few weeks ago we talked about Saad al-Jibri. Mm, a, I do remember. A, a mm. refugee in Canada who fled Saudi Arabia after the coup in which Mohammed yes. bin Salman ascended the position of power and became the new crown prince. Right. So, since then, there's been a little bit of um, events that have happened since we last talked about Saudi Arabia. Uh, you're here to update me. Yeah, so a U.S. court has summoned Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman to face a lawsuit involving Saad al-Jibri, who fled the kingdom again after the coup. So there are a few reasons for this, but the main one was being that Mohammed bin Salman has been accused of sending a hit squad to Canada where al-Jibri lives to take him out. Um, it is known as, I believe, El Tigre, something, <laughs> uh, something like that, but um, this, this squad was literally sent to Canada to assassinate him. But the issue is... So Mohammed bin Salman obviously denies this, um, but Algebri is surrounded by all his security. Canadian, he has his own personal guards, and he also has local police kind of guarding his house also. Um, so this is quite difficult. So it must have been a large squad. When they were caught, um, they're not... Well, they caught a few people suspected of being the hit squad, but again, there's no direct proof that this is so. And so Algebri says, yeah, I'm an important man. I, of course Mohammed bin Salman's going to try to assassinate me. So he released a statement specifically saying, and I quote, Few places hold more sensitive, humiliating, and damning information about defendant bin Salman than the mind and memory of Dr. Saad. 
perhaps, except perhaps the recordings Dr. Saad made in anticipation of his killing. So, again, this is just saying that Saad al-Jibri has a lot of extensive knowledge of Mohammed bin Salman, because just to provide context, he was very high up in the anti-terrorism yep. uh, uh, ministry in Saudi Arabia. He, he did a lot of work regarding that, and he knew a lot about the personal finances of all the royal family, which probably also includes Mohammed bin Salman himself. Um, since he's possibly trying to, if he's trying to assassinate Algeria, if it's actually true, then, well, he probably knows something that, that he doesn't, that Mohammed bin Salman doesn't want to get known to the public. Yeah. And so the, this lawsuit that's being filed includes a lot of things. Well, so the first and foremost, most important thing is, well, there's a hit squad sent after him, and he thinks that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but furthermore, he's talked about things like, the lawsuit mentions how Algebra's family in Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, has been detained. And some of them were detained. Some of them have just disappeared, including his daughters. Um, so, so a direct family, not like a third cousin or something. <laughs> People he likes and he, he knows very well. And so the lawsuit accuses the kingdom of using um, their Algebra's family as quote-unquote bait to lure the former intelligence officer back to the kingdom where he would then hence be killed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Alright, so... The summons states that if Mohammed bin Salman does not show up, then the verdict will just be decided. He'll be found guilty. Guilty as charged. Yep. And so, maybe he'll show up. It's quite unlikely, though. And there's rumors that Mohammed bin Salman is, is reaching out to Trump and, to try to get him out of this, this mm. whole lawsuit thing. But I don't know if Trump will accept that. It's definitely a very thin line. We don't know much about it because a lot of it is kept in secret. Uh, right. Especially with this whole his squad thing, if it's true or not. Um, it'll be interesting to see what intelligence reports in the future. Yeah. Yep. I think so. But, Ian, while we wait on this intelligence... Okay. I'll be waiting here all day. You will. Just sit at this desk. But until we get that information, I think we should talk about the Foreign Ministry of Germany. Oh, it's you think Something so? about that just feels like a really nice transition away uh, from yeah. the kids' squad. A little segue. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the Foreign Minister of Germany, Heiko Maas expresses annoyance with the U.S. over the threat of American sanctions on a German port, which was willing to utilize a newly built pipeline. So this pipeline was called Nord Stream 2. It's worth over $11 billion, about 10 billion euros, and it would double Russian natural gas shipments to Germany. Wow. Um, so double. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this has angered the Trump administration because it tends to try to seek its distance from Russia. They're not big fans. They don't get along. Russian mm-hmm. and American troops have clashed multiple times in the Middle East. Um, so... Trump and Putin don't kind of like each other very much. Um, well, as far as far as we know, he says he doesn't like them, but obviously there's the whole um, debate. A little bit of, one could say, controversy. Oh. There's a little bit of debate over if Putin and Trump actually do like each other. But as far as the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, is concerned, Russia is the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and so the Trump administration, he is a representative of the Trump administration, obviously. And so when Germany kind of makes deals like this with Russia, then it makes the Washington angry. And yeah. so that's what they did. This this pipeline, as I said, would double the uh, natural gas shipments to Germany. And it go it's a pipeline that goes from a German port in the north, northern Germany, goes through the Baltic Sea, and into the small amount of land that is in western Russia that actually connects to the ocean. Right. And so it would go through there. Interesting. So, so the reason Germany is actually doing this is because they want to become more green. They want to become a more beautiful, nice, carbon-friendly country. And they're trying to move away from coal, and they do not like nuclear power either. And so they're trying to move away from that and move towards natural gas, especially that yummy, yummy, delicious Russian natural gas. Yum, yum. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so that 
So Germany is doing that. However, Mr. Moss, again, the German foreign minister, was not very happy with the possibility of U.S. sanctions. He said, and I quote, I mentioned it on a telephone call with Mike Pompeo yesterday and expressed my dis- my surprise and displeasure. Hmm. So, again, I mean, it makes sense. So Germany's not going to be very happy with getting sanctioned by a close ally. Right. Um, that is the natural response to that. Um, but again, the Trump administration is really just setting, using this as a message to say, don't talk to Russia. You can be friends with Russia, or you can be friends with us. And you, you kind of have to pick and choose here, man, because Russia, they're just, they're not. Mr. Putin is not a nice guy. I, I do not like him. Um, but Putin's saying, I'm, I'm giving you all this gas. I'll build a, we're going to build a pipeline together. We're just going to have these nice natural gas relations. Yeah. And maybe if you're nice to me, we might be able to disband NATO. But you know what? That's in the future, Germany. For now, just take this natural gas pipeline. Germany has to choose its clique. Mm-hmm. Gotta choose who to play with. But who's the cool kid? Who's the cool kid? Well, you decide. Yeah, well, you know who's not the cool kid. Who? Or maybe it is the cool kids. I don't know. I don't know. New Zealand. Cool. <laughs> 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 you thought you could just escape the world at large, New Zealand? Well, you can think no, again. You couldn't. New Zealand, once again, is seeing some coronavirus cases. So, the issue, the reason that I'm bringing this up, because we don't mention coronavirus very much on here, but we are oh, mentioning yeah. it a little bit on this podcast because. New Zealand has been COVID-free um, for over 100 days, 102 to be wow. exact, and even more, they've been praised for it, for their amazing and beautiful response. Well, they have COVID once again. Four new cases emerged in the city of Auckland, New Zealand's largest city, and Jacinda Ardern, the prime minister, has decided that the appropriate response is to go back into lockdown um, for the next three days, and literally you can't do anything. You can only leave for essential, essential things, mm-hmm. like going to the grocery store. But other than that, you cannot leave or you'll be detained or something. It wasn't very clear, but this this is going to start Wednesday night and it's going to go through Friday night. Um, and so, just, you can't move. So this this has been a big debate in itself other whether lockdowns are necessary, but especially in a city where well, coronavirus really isn't that common, per se, because well, they've been technically COVID-free for over 100 days, so is the lockdown the appropriate response to shut down everything? I don't know. Um, there's there's a big debate over whether just to shut everything down, let's get rid of it as fast as possible. It's just a nuisance on society. But then everyone's also so there's a big argument saying that well, I mean, you have to think a little bit of people want to live their lives and the right. economy, and shutting down businesses is not necessarily healthy for businesses if they're small. Um, yeah, they don't have many resources. So that's kind of the debate going on. But Jacinda Ardern acted as quickly as she can, and she decided that shutting it down completely will be the best case necessary. And so she said. Um, specifically in a press conference. These three days will give us time to assess the situation, gather information, make sure we have widespread contact tracing, so we can find out more about how this case arose and make decisions about how to respond to it once we have further information. Hmm. So, you didn't do a New Zealand accent. I cannot do a New Zealand accent. I think it sounds the same as Australian. It, it uh, does not. Okay, I'm well, sorry to our New Zealand listeners. I, 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 I was very really offens- offensive. I only can do the American accent. Oh. Maybe a little bit of Russian. You did French once. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really do French. But anyways, that is that is going on in New Zealand. And, and this is not the an entire country lockdown. It's just Auckland again. Just trying to reiterate that point. Mm-hmm. Four cases were seen in Auckland. Six people were tested. Only four were positive. I believe it's the same family. So good news there. You can quarantine them all in one house. Maybe um, you know, contain the problem. So the, the issue here is that, well... No one was coming in or out of New Zealand. Then was it? Truly, Where'd it come from? Was it truly eradicated? <laughs> is oh. the question. So they technically were um, COVID-free for over 100 days, but were they? Dun 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 dun. 
I'll just leave it on that beautiful cliffhanger because we have one more story. We're also regarding coronavirus. This has been a big story of kind of the day of recording this on Tuesday. And that is Putin has declared that Russia has found a new vaccine. Oh, good job. Good job, Russia. Um, so <laughs> Russia. So Putin has said that this vaccine is created. He wants to distribute it as fast as possible. Um, so the natural response to this is, wait, what? We weren't promised a vaccine until like mid-2021, and you're saying that you have a vaccine right. now? All right. Putin. Putin, how did you, you get so fast? Um, are you sure it's safe? And so Putin said, yes, it is safe. You know what? I I do not like this criticism. So in a press conference, he said he was trying to emphasize how safe this vaccine is, and I quote, I would like to repeat that it has passed all the necessary tests. The most important thing is to ensure full safety of using the vaccine and its efficiency. So again, reiterating that point that it is efficient, it is safe, it's amazing, it's going to cure everyone, and vaccines are great. Um, Putin has, has stressed that this is, is an optional, it's optional to have this vaccine, you don't have to take it if you don't feel comfortable doing it, but he wants to do it. And in fact, he said that he gave it to his daughter, for example. Oh. Yeah, so his daughter took it, and he said that she had like a, one. so for Americans, like a hundred degrees uh, fever. So really high, it's what? Before four, taking the vaccine? Before taking it. So she had a yeah. fever, and so they gave her that, and then it went down to 98. Um, which, it, for non-people who don't use Fahrenheit, um, that's good. <laughs> that means that for 90 it's around where you want to be. And yeah. so that's like what I have right now when I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. And so Putin's like, oh my god, amazing, it works. And probably he tested on other people as well. He says he did. So um, the, so the mm -hmm. fact that he's willing to give it to his daughter shows that his confidence in the vaccine and that is, she's definitely, he's definitely using her as a, as a political tool in order to push this. I was going to, I was going to ask that. In order to push this agenda of how good the vaccine is. Um, which is, he's not trying to hide that, right? Like, he just wants to make people feel safe that he would give it to his own family. And right. so the Russian authorities have said that all doctors who want to receive this vaccine uh, should be able to do so within the next month. So they're going to literally start distributing it within a month, theoretically. Especially, it's going to be prioritized for hospital workers and for public servants who go out a lot. Um, probably government officials. So... Yeah, that's that's kind of where it, that's the realm where it's in. But uh, most of Europe is definitely questioning this. They don't yeah. they don't believe that he's, he's gone through the necessary tests. They say they said it takes a few months at least after you create the vaccine to actually test it. You have to do it on thousands, thousands, and thousands of people. But Putin has made the Russian guarantee that it's perfect, or at least works, and it should work for two years before you have to get it re-injected into you. So, Interesting. Yeah. So if that's true, then I guess that solves a lot of our issues, like yeah. in New Zealand. So, yeah, I'm thinking Wasinda and Putin should meet together and have a little party. Those four cases. <laughs> Those four. <sighs> just, just little rascals. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, guys, that is all we have for you today. Oh, no. Oh, so sad. It's so, uh, I, I truly am sad, though, because I really like doing this. But that, again, is all the information we have. So with that, we are going to be wrapping up our podcast. But before you shut us off, Bus. listen to us. Hear me out. I want you to share this. Maybe subscribe. Oh, yeah. Definitely subscribe. Leave a stellar re review. Yes. And of course, when we say review, we don't just want five stars. Although, mm -hmm. that is, of course, that's what you're going to do. We also want you to write out a nice, beautiful, lovely letter saying how amazing we are so mm -hmm. that Ian can sleep that night. Yes, I have trouble sleeping when you... Don't write them letters. Yeah. Or leave one-star reviews. So don't do that. <laughs> Only five stars. You see your Ian's crying right now. All right, so 
with that, um, I'm going to go get you in a box of tissues, and we're going to end this episode. Um, we are Politics 1001, and this is The World at Large. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>